Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chronically Jill, the podcast where I, Jillian, also known as the Fibro Rebel Online, will tell you all about my life with chronic illnesses, bring you fun facts about fibromyalgia, and tell you the story of someone's day-to-day life with chronic illnesses. My pronouns are she, her. This is an independent podcast, which I am recording from my kitchen. We have a lot, and I mean a lot, of animals and kids. So if there is occasionally barking in the background or other noises, like my kids, please understand. I will try my best to edit them out, but since I am still figuring all this out, please be patient with me. I'm going to do my best to keep this PG, but I have a tendency to be a bit of a sweary person, so I'm sure the occasional one may slip in, so be forewarned. As this is an independent podcast, I would love it if you supported me on Patreon or Acast. Starting at just $2 a month, you can get access to early episodes and ad-free content and more. If that's not something you're interested in, that's absolutely okay. I am just thankful for your support in listening and sharing. So, without further ado, the very first fun facts about fibromyalgia. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There actually isn't a first one. I am real sorry for the misdirect, but because this is the inaugural episode, we're just going to learn about what fibro is and how it affects us daily. Let's start with what the Mayo Clinic has to say about it. This is probably a good place to throw in that I am not a medical professional in any way, and everything I talk about is from research and my own personal experiences, along with other people's lives that they have been kind enough to share with me. The Mayo Clinic says that fibromyalgia is a disorder characterized by musculoskeletal pain and is often accompanied by fatigue, sleep, memory, and mood issues. They believe that fibro amplifies painful sensations by affecting the way that your brain and spinal cord process them. As I'm sure we've all heard before, doctors believe that fibro could be caused by several different catalysts, the main one being trauma, either mental or physical. That could be anything from car accidents, surgery, or abuse, and more. They also believe that in some cases there isn't a stressor. It just gradually builds over time. They also think that it could be passed down through genetics. It does tend to run in families. People who are born female are much more likely to develop fibro than people who were born male. Although, I have a theory that some people are only much more likely to seek treatment and see a doctor for their fibro symptoms than other people are, especially considering it can just be something like fatigue and headaches. So many people have that dumb, tough-it-out attitude about so many things that they just never, ever get their symptoms checked out. I believe that the numbers are actually much closer than what the reports are for that reason. But scientifically, people born female having fibro is much more common than people born male. 
The clinic goes on to say that there is no cure for fibro, but some medications can help. I have heard of some of the meds doing wonders for some people. I am not one of them. The meds I was taking completely ruined a whole summer for me, and I ended up in a wheelchair. That's going to be a whole episode eventually. They continue on to say that relaxation, diet, and exercise will help. And it will. But it feels so condescending when doctors who have no idea what we actually feel say that we just need to eat better and exercise. Like it's so easy to do that when you have zero energy. Eating healthy either takes a ton of prep and effort or costs way more money to order. And exercise is amazing when one is capable of doing it. It feels great when we can, but when we can't because we're too fatigued or in too much pain, all we feel is guilty because we, in quotes, should be able to do just a little, end quote, according to some people. They're wrong. All we can do is our best, and our best is going to change daily. The days when you can go for a walk or go to the gym are amazing, The days when you're on your couch and your exercise consists of walking to the bathroom are amazing too. Never ever feel less than because of something that's completely out of your control. The major symptoms of fibro are widespread pain, basically hurting all the time, everywhere. Cognitive difficulties, also known as brain fog or fibro fog. This one is rough. We can forget what we're talking about in the middle of conversations. The other day, I went to drive my kids to school, did a loop around the parking lot, and drove back home with them still in my car. I just completely forgot that I didn't drop them off. Luckily, they thought it was hilarious, and we had more than enough time because I am annoyingly punctual. The third common symptom is fatigue. That feeling that you're never rested, even when you've had a full night of sleep or not being able to sleep when you feel like you're going to pass out from how tired you are. Sleep issues are the worst and so many other things stem from them that it's almost never just being tired. Fibro can come along with a ton of other conditions. Chronic fatigue, irritable bowel, migraines and other headaches, painful bladder syndrome. I can't pronounce the proper name for this one, but I will try. I can guarantee I'm going to get this wrong, but interstitial cystitis. Fail. Um, I'm going to get this one wrong too. Uh, Temporomandibular joint disorders or TMJ. Anxiety, depression, postural tachycardia syndrome. Um, I think I might have done okay with that one. Maybe. Uh, The Mayo Clinic ends with saying that fibromyalgia symptoms can cause many complications, mostly due to the inability to function at home or while working. Brain fog and fatigue are not fun things to deal with daily. They continue the, quote, frustration of dealing with an often misunderstood condition can also result in depression and health-related anxiety, end quote. Which honestly just makes me so happy to hear that doctors tend to brush us off and seeing the often misunderstood condition in a medical text is just really nice and validating. The most common statement that I hear from people is that they feel isolated and alone because of their chronic illnesses. I know from personal experience just how horrid of a feeling that can be. 
So many people who live with chronic illnesses, even if they're surrounded by family and friends, feel so, so alone because it can seem like no one understands what you're going through. Trying to explain to people that you're overwhelmed because there's too much noise coming from outside, which no one else seems to be able to hear, too many chores which you know you're not going to be able to complete and do the grocery shopping later, and your left foot is tingly and numb and your right eyebrow feels like it's on fire and your arms are so heavy that it's almost impossible to move them. Yeah, that was my yesterday. Even the most empathetic of people won't be able to truly understand unless they also deal with all of that on a daily basis. That's where I come in. The goal that I have for this endeavor is to bring people together in not the greatest of circumstances. We are not alone, no matter how it feels. And I, along with thousands of others, truly understand what you're going through. On this podcast, I will be telling some of their stories. Unfortunately for you, in this first episode, I'm going to be starting off with my story. So let's get to it right after I take a little break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome back. So let's get to a bit of my story. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia in 2020, right before the pandemic. This was not a new thing or a surprise. I had been dealing with chronic pain issues for years, along with being constantly tired, digestive issues, and so much more. I got told literally hundreds of times that all of my problems stemmed from a back injury that I had in 2010. I knew they were wrong, but it can be so disheartening trying to get doctors to listen to you. So, in the beginning, well, 
Not the beginning, because that's too far back. Let's start around high school. I've always been an athletic kid. I had always been an athletic kid. I am not currently an athletic kid. Yeah. I used to ride horses competitively, and I was an equestrian vaulter, which is doing gymnastics on a cantering horse while wearing a unitard. No, I'm not kidding. I loved it. I do remember always being tired then, but I figured it was just because I was always so active. And it might have been. I'll never know. After high school, I went to university to study music, and that's when I start noticing how really and truly tired I was. Again, I just figured I was partying too much. I was. And always hurting because I was so clumsy. I brushed it off. I didn't finish my second year of university because I was an idiot and didn't want to work hard anymore. I blamed it on other things at the time, but that wasn't really the truth. I just didn't want to do it. I'm neurodivergent. Not entirely sure how, though. Diagnosis for an adult can be incredibly difficult and expensive to get, even here in Canada. Our universal healthcare system really only deals with the body. Teeth and mental health don't fall into it amongst other things. It is incredibly flawed, and I'm sure that is something I'm going to be getting into here at a later date. Basically, I started university, had some freedom finally, and freaked the F out. I had completely burnt out after high school. I had taken a year off between high school and university. It was a really bad idea for me. I got out of the pattern of school and being graded and praised, and I just couldn't get back in. I would love to go back now with the mentality that I have in my 30s, but that only happens in really bad movies, which I love. After I left university, I just worked. Literally everywhere. I did fast food, linens and things, bars, spent a few years working in a parts department at Ford. I know nothing about cars except how to drive them. I don't even know what caused me to apply there in the first place, but there you have it. I also tried to work as a burlesque dancer, but it turns out they are really more interested in you if you can dance. Go figure. I eventually met some new friends at a bar that I frequented, and they were home for the winter months from their job, which was traveling around with a carnival. At the time, I was in the process of trying to find a new place to live. Vancouver was starting to get crazy expensive. Nothing like it is now, but still crazy for someone who worked a couple part-time jobs sporadically. When they said they were heading back out in a few weeks, I jumped at the chance to go. I had always wanted to travel, and here was a job that offered great pay, travel, and a place to live. I was absolutely in. I adored it, and I saw so much of Canada, and I got to go the whole way down the west coast of the United States. I had been traveling around and working on the carnival for a few years at this point. Unfortunately, I had an accident one day. I was working, setting up a ride, and I was carrying a ride bucket with three other people. One of them slipped, and the rest dropped the 400-plus pound bucket. I stupidly and instinctively tried to catch it. My back said, nope, and I herniated several discs. I kept trying to work because it was the kind of place where if you're not working, you have to go home, which I didn't really have anymore. I made it half a day before I was begging to go to the hospital. It was a small town hospital in Alberta, and they basically did nothing. They gave me an x-ray, and when it wasn't broken, I got T3s, which did nothing. And I was sent home. I 
stayed at the carnival for a couple days because I needed to wait for a bus to be leaving. And a 17-hour bus ride with a ton of herniated discs isn't something that I would wish upon anyone. The bus was full too, so I was squished into a tiny sea with Tylenol as my only companion. I had run out of T3s at that time. I spent a few weeks recovering at my friend's house back in BC. I didn't fully feel better, but I was almost functioning again. I went back to work after about three weeks and traveled down to California with my back only hurting sometimes. Something about me is that I have not such great taste in men, at least before. My current husband is probably the best person on the planet, and I spend a lot of time trying to figure out why he chose me. I don't think I ever will. So when I got back from California, the season was over until February and I didn't really have a place to spend the winter. So I went to stay with friends in Vancouver and super promptly got pregnant. It was unexpected, but if you party for three days straight, forget to take your pill and, you know, it's to be expected. Pregnancy was incredibly difficult for me. I was exhausted constantly and in so much pain. My back wasn't terrible, but I could always feel it there reminding me that it wasn't okay. When it came to actually giving birth, that was one of the worst and traumatic experiences of my life. The kid didn't want to come out, I was so tired I couldn't push, and the laughing gas they gave me made me puke every single time I had a contraction. I ended up getting the baby pulled out with a vacuum or the clamps or both or something. I honestly don't remember. With the epidural that I had, I couldn't feel the damage that the birth was doing to my spine. When it started fading, the worst pain that I had was in my spine, not my episiotomy, which also sucked and was infected. Bad. We went home from the hospital and my back continued to get worse over the next few weeks. I eventually had to go to the hospital, so my mom came and watched the little one and I went. They did x-rays and sent me home with T3s again. I told them that that's what the other hospital did and it didn't work, but they didn't care. I was back a couple of days later. Same results. I started going a couple times a week because I spent every waking moment screaming and I was going to make them deal with me whether they wanted to or not. The 10th, 10th time I went, I happened to get a neurosurgeon who was doing his yearly ER rounds. He had me in a CT scan and was back the second he got the results saying that I needed to come to his office at 9 a.m. the next morning. It was then that I was told I was ha- Words. Okay, sorry. It was then that I was told what was happening to me was considered a medical emergency. When I gave birth, the nerve that controls my bladder and other things was being pinched. So I was basically incontinent. So my issues urinating weren't regular. I just had a baby stuff. It was serious. I was in surgery a week later. The surgery helped for a bit. I moved back to my hometown to be closer to my mom because being an hour away from her when I wasn't allowed to pick my baby up from the ground and I needed her help is pretty rough as a single mom. It was also way cheaper to live out there and babies are crazy expensive. About six months after my surgery, I slipped in the rain. I didn't fall, but the twisting was enough to completely throw my back out again. So it was back to the surgeon and back into surgery seven months after my first. Again, things seemed okay until one day it just wasn't. I don't even know what triggered it the third time, but it happened. 
So eight months after the second surgery, I was in my third one. And at this point, I had been casually seeing someone I used to work with. He seemed to love my kid and we got along great. We ended up getting married and very quickly got pregnant. So we moved far away from my hometown again and we had a really good little life for a while. Now, this is something I'm not going to go into too much detail about right now because it's not the focus of this story, but I also have talked about it publicly before and I am more than willing to. I might end up doing an episode on this later. I'm not sure. But during my year and a half of surgeries, I had developed a pretty serious substance abuse problem. Unfortunately, my new husband was right there with me. While I thought we were both helping each other get clean, he was just getting better at hiding it. I ended up leaving with the two kids and moving back to my hometown again. I wish I could say that he moved there too, got clean like I did, and stayed in his kid's life. But I can't. I'm not even sure where he is now. At but at this point, I had completely cleaned up. It was incredibly difficult, and I am so glad that I did it, and I am so proud of myself. Once I got clean and stopped self-medicating, I realized just how bad my pain was. Not just my back, but everything. I had been casually seeing doctor after doctor for years. I went to pain clinics, and nothing helped. I just kept getting told, it's all your back. It affects everything. But something told me that was wrong. I tried to advocate for myself, but it's so difficult to do, especially when you deal with anxiety in social situations and stuff like that. Once I left my ex-husband and moved back home, things got better and worse. I was finally able to see better doctors, closer to a big city, better access, and my doctor finally seemed to listen. I went in one day with a journal full of my daily symptoms for the entire month. It was a very, very extensive list, and I made her look at each and every one of them. She sent me for many, many tests. So many tests. After a few months, she diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. The chronic fatigue and irritable bowel diagnosis came later. When I was diagnosed, I was so happy for about a day. And then I realized what it meant. I was going to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. No matter what, I was going to have to figure out how to live with it, which sucks. It sucks to feel the weight of that the rest of your life, that it's not going to be how you pictured. I have always been adventurous and there are so many things that I'm never going to be able to experience because of my chronic illnesses and my back injury. I felt alone and so isolated because I, well, even though my new husband and my family are so supportive, they don't know what I'm going through. They love me and they are so understanding and they listen, but they don't know. I had found some support groups online, but they weren't a good fit for me. I found that they were all pretty depressing and just sad. So many of these people were so angry and hated their life because of their chronic illnesses. Now, I never want to be like that, but toxic positivity sucks too. There has to be a middle ground. And that was the day I decided to start making TikToks. It has been just over a year, and I am so glad that it was something I chose to do. Almost instantly, I started connecting with people from all over the world who were going through what I was. 
After a while, when my follower count kept growing, I decided to do something about the sad sack support group problem and created my own. Fibro Family started gaining members quickly. We are right around a thousand members now and it is still growing. It's one of my favorite places on the internet. Everyone is just amazingly supportive of each other and there is so much love. I'm so proud of the community that I helped bring about. And I know that just sounds like bragging, but I don't really care. It's amazing and it has helped so many people and I hope that it will continue to help so many more. In August 2021, I had my fourth and hopefully final surgery on my spine. This time they weren't just cutting away parts of discs, which is what they had been doing with all the previous ones. And they did do that too, but they didn't do just that. They went in and put spacers in between my vertebrae to help with my degenerative disc disease and osteoarthritis. I can't believe I said that right. I always stumble over the degenerative disc disease. (laughs) It's made a huge difference and my quality of life has improved exponentially. I love being able to be in the outdoors again. It's my happy place and I've loathed being stuck in the house. Not that I'm never stuck in my house anymore. I still have really bad days where I can't do anything other than lay on the couch and order food. I love skip the dishes. They are less now though and I am thankful for that. The back pain is minimal and I'm mostly dealing with fibro and other chronic illness issues now. I really hope that telling this can help some people. That is the goal after all. I wish that more people understood what chronic illnesses mean, that they take over our whole lives whether we want them to or not. They are all-encompassing and we have to figure out how to balance who we used to be, who we thought we would be, and who we are. None of them are the same for everyone and everyone manifests, oh my gosh, manifests symptoms differently. We all have varying experiences of the same thing. So many people believe that just because their great aunt's second cousin or whoever had fibromyalgia and wasn't very affected, that we should all be like that. It's just not true and it can be incredibly frustrating to hear. We are not all the same and our experiences reflect that. No matter how different we are, we are never alone and all of our experiences are valid. I want to thank you all for listening to my first ever podcast. I hope the small difficulties I had aren't too off-putting and you will come back. Hopefully the audio quality and everything will improve with time. I'm sure they will. I will also remind you that I have no idea what I'm doing, so the fact that this has even made it out of my head is pretty awesome. I want to thank my husband, Sean, for the production help and advice, the Mayo Clinic website for all the awesome information about fibromyalgia, my friends Gayleesh and Jackie for helping me figure out the right inclusive language to use, and finally my dogs, Meatloaf and Sally, for somehow not barking while I was recording. I hope you all will come back and listen next week when I start talking to some of the many chronic illness sufferers and telling their stories. If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to my Patreon, Chronically Jill Podcast, and for as little as $2 a month, get access to ad-free and early release episodes. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Lots of love and gentle hugs. Jillian. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.